welcome to episode 465 or 465 to the cool kids. My name's Adam Cook and it's the God is a Geek podcast and I've started off a bit like an American DJ and I'm not sure why. Um, perhaps Chris Hyde can help me work out what that's all about. Chris, you right? I don't know why. Yeah, that was that was a sort of a weird order of things. I'm not too sure. What do you mean a weird order of things? You, you sort of introduce yourself before the podcast, which is very unlike you. Normally you're very set like, this is the order I say things and then I, you know, anyway. Sounds if like you're expecting suggesting... for me to come and solve the problem, I've just made it worse. So no, it, just, it sounds like you're suggesting that I've got a, a lack of ego. And, and speaking of a lack of ego, we are joined by a third person for this very special live, live, live podcast. Mick Fraser, would you say you've got an ego or is that a bad link? Oh, yeah, it's massive. Yeah. The, the ego or? <laughs> no, the ego. Is the, your ego is massive. Yeah. In yeah, what way? The other things. I, 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 um... What do you mean the other thing? <laughs> Let's start again. No, I don't. Have if you're here, ego. having on the being coming on the podcast I, for the first am, time in ages and declaring you have a large penis, I'm I absolutely <laughs> fine with that. That is that is yeah. no proper no girthy. Right, the girthiness was never questioned. No, never. How are you doing, mate? You're right. It's been a while. It has been a while. I'm glad we immediately started talking about penises. Otherwise, I've not felt at home at <laughs> well, all. You have to make been. you feel a little bit at home, you know. He's, he's, uh... Uh, I'm good. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been quite a while, yeah. but it's good. I'm, I'm glad it's been a hell of a year, mate, as they say. Yeah, it's been nuts. It's been a hell of a year. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about this week. Um, what we're going to do, we're going to go, th- we're going to do what we always do, which is talk about video games we've been playing. Um, we are going to do something a little bit different. Is unless it all goes wrong, because with this and not putting pressure on myself, I've. You know, we are doing it live, but this isn't like we're doing it live and then it goes public later. This is properly live. We're going to watch the uh, the Halo campaign reveal for Halo Infinite as well together and react to that. So hopefully that will work. Um, we'll find out, I guess, after we talk about Guardians of the Galaxy, which I've played and finished. Um, I want to get some excitement levels before I start talking about this game. Where are people at with... Because let me just start, start by saying I think this game is on a hiding to nothing because of what came before it. And I wonder if you think that's fair or not, you guys. That's what... That, I, you know, I'm assuming you're probably talking about maybe the Avengers. Yeah. yeah Which cause... we kind of liked, let's be honest. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the but, Avengers. But generally but speaking... I, well, I remember at the Avengers reveal, I hated it immediately because <laughs> of the whole... They don't look like... Them, you know, the whole... Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, not my Avengers stuff, which... And then I got exactly the same. wasn't a thing, surely. <laughs> Thing, it I'm was. Sure. It was a massive thing. It was. What, yeah. Actually, Everyone hashtag really... not my Avengers. Yeah, oh, I don't, because... uh, was that a thing? Oh, that a thing? I don't know. If it thing, was, because probably. they just looked weird, didn't they? I mean, I mean, a lot of people said the same, and then and they sounded weird, and it wasn't. But then when we played the game, it was pretty good. I thought. I think it got a lot of stick because of that, and people didn't really give it a chance at launch. And then it was a bit buggy, and it was a bit content like, and all that nonsense. But then I, when I saw the trailer, the reveal trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy, I thought, oh, here we go. Here again. we go again. Because I mean, you can't really make Rocket not look like Rocket and Groot's quite easy, but like yeah. with, the, with the blonde quiff and all that, like I was a bit, I don't know. But and, but then I watched a bit of gameplay, and obviously I've I've seen our review, and yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I'm back on well, the wagon. Let's get so it's a weird game, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna. It's, if you look at like the in terms of excitement levels and my opinion on it I, as like a waveform spectrum, I feel like it's going to be doing this like pretty violently because I'm going to start off saying something that's going to make that happen, and I'm going to say that this game, what it reminded me of the most as I was playing it was Mass Effect. If you took out some of the RPG ness, 
Mm. Like, you know, the, the like say, for example, you are Peter Quill, the spoilers, um, and you're on the Milano, um, and you do go around and you interact and have conversation, um, you know, dialogue options with your crewmates, which is Groot, Drax, you know, it's, it's the Guardians of the Galaxy, um, which is really cool. And I tell you what, there's a lot of it. So in each of the levels, you can find... Uh, little collectibles that relate to—I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm going too far into that because it might be a bit spoilery, but they're kind of Easter eggs, but they're also collectibles. You know, you'll find something that sparks conversation with Drax, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you go back to them, and some of them are like really, really long, um, impressively long. Like there's a lot of audio. It, the game looks gorgeous; like it absolutely looks gorgeous. Um, I don't get the uncanny sort of oh they're not my avengers i don't this one less so because as you say rocket looks like rocket uh group looks like Groot. i'll be honest with you drax looks like drax you know it's just slightly different makeup on his chest but he looks like drax gamora i mean again she had green makeup on it's not the same actress but i think her voice acting by the way gamora in this game is one of the best um voice acting of a game i've played in a great while she is i, I don't i haven't looked it up yet i meant to her voice acting is exceptionally good, by far the best in the game. Um, then you get that, and that's that's kind of one part of the game. Okay, the other part that people are like seeing if they're watching the video now is it's a third-person shooter, and you can lock on or you don't have to lock on, and all the while you're trying to keep range between you and an enemy because you're Peter Quill and you shoot guns. You with your L1 button on a PS5, you can command the Guardians. And each of the Guardians, I mean, they'll fight anyway, but they have four skills each, and you unlock them as you progress through the game. Um, and it allows you to kind of combo up. Like, so with Groot, you can make him grow roots out of the ground to hold people in place. And then you can use Drax to do like a big axe smash down from the, you know, from above. Right? So there's the, then there's that element. Okay? Peter Quill can also get skills, which you activate by clicking the left stick. And then, and again, there's four available, right? On top of that, you have a gun that, as you progress through the story, uh, unlocks different elements. So, like the first one is ice, and you can so certain enemies are vulnerable to freezing freezing shots, and 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 there's all this is happening, and it's a lot, like it's a lot going on, but it's quite enjoyable, like it's quite it's quite enjoyable, like there's the combat is probably not the best part of the video game. And then there's another component to it where, and I tried to think of a game because I'm, I know games have done this, but like where, because you are only directly in control of Peter Quill, you will see, oh, look, there's some vines I need to get through. I can tell Gamora to slash them and now we can go through them. And like they've each kind of got different uses, like Drax can smash through walls, but also pick things up and move them. Uh, Groot can make bridges or lift you up. They've all got two sort of uses each in that respect outside of combat. Uh, which lit- and the thing that I really, really appreciated about these is that initially, so the first one you get is Groot like, builds a bridge. And it's really obvious there's like a little bar and you can see, oh, that's where I've got to tell him to group bridge to. But towards the end of the game, you don't have to tell him anymore because the bond with your team has deepened in, in such a way that Groot now is just, oh, there's a thing. I'll put a bridge there. He knows. you know. Uh, Gamora sees a thing, slashes it open. Drax punches a hole through. Rocket will just automatically go through like a little small vent because he can. Um, That's the, cool. the story mm. to this game is fantastic. Like, I know what you're saying, Mick, and I and I I do I, I joked about the hashtag thing, but I do I do get it. But 
I would say what I fin when I finished this game, I was like, oh man, I would love it if Guardians of the Galaxy three was just this story. Mm-hmm. Like it's that good. It's that good of a story. Like it's one of those where if you like your Marvel, you'll want to play it because the story's that good. And it is like it borrows without delving too deep, it does do stuff that you will recognize. You know, there are differing levels of, of, of fandom of Marvel. You know, there there are things I know Chris White as he was playing that straight away he knew all about them from the comics, whereas it was all new to me. So there's that kind of every mm-hmm. level of it accessible. Um but I absolutely loved the story. Loved the story. Um the the other thing that <laughs> So when we played it, it was pre patch. I will say, if you are looking to play this game, and I can only speak for PS5, but if you're going to play this on PS5 and you do not have access to patch the game, you're going to have a rough time. This feels rough around the edges. And I've been told that some of the major bugs were patched out, and that's true from what I gather. Chris has corroborated that. What I would say is it's not uncommon for a developer to tell us we know about X, Y, and Z. Uh, they will be gone when the patch hits. The patch hits, they are gone. Now, I'm mm-hmm. not saying that that's an acceptable thing because there are people who won't have access to it. And, and I finished the game before any patch hit, right? So it's doable. You can complete it. However, in over a decade of doing this, it's rare that I have had every single bug that was mentioned plus more. Really rare. Um... And then had Chris like go, I've had them too. Which, in the sort of terms of Q&A, often when you're told about these bugs in advance, it's because they're replicable, but they're rare. And I honestly can't think of another... I mean, Mick, you reviewed more games than me in the last few years. I can't think of a game where I've been told, hey, these are possible bugs, and I've been like, oh, shit, yeah, every single one of them's cropped up. In fact, I can't think of any time any of them have actually come up for me. To be yeah, honest, even it's, Cyberpunk it's, didn't. There were no. even bugs they told yeah. me I'd seen Cyberpunk, and I didn't see any of them during the, the, the reading period. The thing is, as well, is it's normally like you might get this. Yes, like occasionally well, they did say that. Happens. No, they, they not... did say you might. They never said you will. I'm saying I did. Yeah, and, no, and I'm, yeah, and I'm concerned. I don't want to talk too much about it because it has been patched, and yeah. they even actually before we recorded today confirmed that a lot of the major ones that are like real bad ones are gone, and that's thank God people. Were, but they will see them. If they can't update it, I don't know. It's it's a strange it's a strange topic generally. That one, like I don't know. That's a whole discussion on its own. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's like is it is it acceptable? No, because people could buy a disc and not have the internet. On the same hand, so much of gaming is online now. Maybe I, I don't want to say that's just how shit is these days, <laughs> but it is. Like games, I I mean. Jesus Christ, here's one for you. Name a game that last shipped without a day one patch or a day zero patch. You know, <laughs> I can't it, it doesn't happen. One. Even the little ones, even like little indie games. Have yeah, I mean, I tell you what, there has it has happened because I remember, I don't remember what game it was, but I remember keep checking, like check for update and I'm thinking, this is weird, right? There's no update for this game. It's just done. <laughs> like what? Um, I get, the game looks great, like I say, and I actually would go so far as to say that it's my favourite Gamora. Um, I really like Drax as well in this game. I mean, I quite like Drax anyway. I think that dry humour yeah. works for me, and I think it's done very well in the in the movies, for example. Um, I really like Drax. And the other thing about this game is that 
I couldn't tell you how long it is because I've sort of played it uh, quite a lot. I've heard people say it's nearly 20 hours and I would believe that because it does go. It really goes. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. Like, I totally agree with Chris's 8 out of 10. We had the conversation because, you know, he finished it and I was like, I'm glad you're writing this up because I don't know what I'd score it. But I think I would go around 8 because it's just something a little bit different. And, and I, again... I feel like it's on a hiding for nothing, and I'm not saying like anyone needs to stand up for you know plucky little indie dev Square Enix and its unknown property Marvel's <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, does it does it have that like Guardians of the Galaxy vibe? Because that's the massively. thing when you, talked, when you talked about like like you said when Mick said about like where's your kind of hype level for it? Because I I enjoyed what I played of Avengers, but I I dropped off it because other things came came in. Mm. But I enjoyed what I played of it. And then so when this was announced, I was like, actually, to have that plus the vibe of Guardians of the Galaxy, like I, put, I really enjoy the Guardians of the Galaxy films as the vibe yes, they have yes. versus other Marvel films. I just really enjoy them. I can't wait for like volume three. Like, so like does it I'm guessing it it does. I nails that vibe. And, cool. and I, I I think that's the thing, is I would go one further and say that not only does it nail that vibe from a narrative perspective you know the guardians of the galaxy feel like the guardians of the galaxy i think it does gameplay mechanically wise like i say as you get towards the end it feels like every character has had a development arc like mm. and, and and when you finish it and you look back you can see it's not shakespearean you know you can tell the foreshadowing yeah. if you when you but only but not like directly you're not like immediately Oh, why that's going to happen? You, but you, you, when it happens, you're like, well, that kind of makes sense that they've been going on. You know, he's been saying that thing quite a lot. You, you find out about all of the characters, and because it's their own unique world, you know, their their version of Guardians of the Galaxy, so to speak. Um, I just found it brilliant. Like, I, I kind of, it's one of those weird games where it felt very long, but at the same time, when I finished it, I was kind of a bit sad because I'd enjoyed those characters so mm. much. Like, it isn't without... I'm not here to be like, oh, you must, must play this game. Like, it, it is rough around the edges. The gameplay is not the best part. The story is. But that's all right. You know, that that's that's allowed to happen. You know, I, I just... I don't know. I just... I think it is going to get a doing because of what came before it. And it's a different developer. And honestly, I would not be against playing... You know how when... when I'd have to go back as far as the first Assassin's Creed where people know... I mean, at the time, I felt like everyone loved that game. But when they released the second one and it was like, oh, this is amazing. I see what you were going for. It's, I, would, I feel like this is a really nice framework to create a decent running series of Guardians of the Galaxy games because the story feels... I don't say this word often. Epic. It feels massive. It feels Guardians. And unlike... And yeah, I mean, an 8 out of 10 game, I mean, are we really at a point where people are like going, oh, 8 out of 10, that's shit. I mean, well, I suppose we've been there for a while now, but 8 yeah. out of 10, it's a terrific game. It's just, it's a really fun game. It's not one of my games of the year, but it's a terrific game. And like, if you can play it, I would suggest it. If you like the Marvel stuff, I I think it's kind of like a, it's a no-brainer if you like no Marvel brainer, stuff. No-brainer, yeah. It? I think there's room for it as well now, because like, it's been so long since Volume 2. And it's gonna. Mm. I know the Guardians were in... Yeah. The Infinity War, you know, but well, they're in Endgame, but the um, it's been long enough. Like, so I think the Avengers still felt fresh because it, it didn't seem like that long since 
Endgame had come out and things like that. So I think it was still very much a, like people were still talking about Iron Man and Cap and stuff. So when, whereas the Guardians, it's been like what I don't know how many years it's been. It feels like it's two. been a very long time. And Volume Three still like it's what two, two years away? Two years, yeah. three, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So like this is you know they've got time for even probably a sequel in that time. Um, yeah, so probably. Good timing, really, for well, it. The other thing as well is I feel like, again, for someone like you, Mick, knowing your Mass Effect love, hmm. I really think this is something you're going to enjoy. It's not a particularly yeah. difficult game, I would say. I mean, like, I, I, I'm not saying I didn't die. I, and there are missteps. Like, there's a thing in the game called Huddle Up where you build up a meter, you press the L and R, L and R1 together, uh, and Quill calls them in for the, the huddle. one. Yeah, yeah, basically, they come in and like they're either really over-the-top hyped or they're like, oh, we're going to lose this, Peter, and you basically have to give the correct answer out of two, and they go back in and you've all got like buffs, and if you get it wrong, only you have a buff. And I'll be honest with you, by the end of the game, I was pressing them by mistake because there's so much going on on that controller that when I triggered them, I was like, because ah. it's so annoying because like some of the dialogue was repeating. And that's another issue it had is that there's there's certain characters where the dialogue, it's like... It won't make any sense to you, this line, but the one Gamora says where she says, having fun praying on the week, like she said that so many times, I can still hear it in my head. And it's like, that's that's a weird, like, sort of almost double A thing in a triple A game. Um, the music's excellent, though, as well. The music's something else. And more mm. voice acting, when it's not repeating, is phenomenal. Like I say, that Gamora, I, I must not forget because I don't know whose voice it is, but it is one of the best bits of voice acting in a game. Um, not that line. I mean, generally <laughs> um but that's me for this bit that's all i can talk about there's plenty more but that's all i can talk about sort of um well you're gonna talk later well maybe we'll see uh chris hyde what have you been up to my friend so i have been playing um house of ashes the Ooh. third in the dark pictures anthology dark it um looks. what's that it does look dark. Every bit of footage I had for it was well, like, honestly, Christ, it's we, I, dark. I, I think we have this conversation every year. Like, every year, like, oh, bloody hell, Man of Madame was dark. I remember you saying it for Little Hype going, <laughs> is this as seriously as light as it gets? So, yeah, I do think it's a, dark by name, dark by Sorry. nature, I guess. I mean, so, so, there's a very good reason why this one is dark. And yeah, it's you're underground. Literally set underground. So, I guess, top line for people that, that don't know the setting, um, it's set in 2003, I want to say, um, at the end of the. Iraq war there's still American forces in Iraq but the war's officially over but they're still looking for um, chemical weapons and uh, this colonel swoops in who's, who's worked on this pioneering technology to look at thermal imaging and they reckon they've they've come across some underground chemical weapons facility so they get a crack team together to go and investigate um, these chemicals so that they can Pin it on Saddam and then they'll go home, right? That's 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 the plan. So they they rock up at this uh, shepherd's village um, to try and find these these chemical weapons, try and find the entrance to the underground facility. Um, the um, Iraqi Republican Guard get wind of their kind of, I guess, assault and kind of come and start shooting at them, and then all of the uh, the firefighting kind of rumbles the ground a bit for want of a better word disturbs the ground and holes start appearing and you realize that there's this big kind of temple structure underneath and a load all of our main characters and some extra ones fall underground and they're stuck underground and they've got to figure out a way of getting back up um but what becomes very clear after a good couple of minutes is they're not alone down there you know cue the scary music whatever um 
it's, it's obviously right. It's the third Dark Pictures um, game from, from Supermassive Games. That and Until Dawn, it's like the, the fourth um, in this type of kind of branching narrative game that they mm. do. Um, you know, in, in some ways, it's very similar to what's gone before with like Man of Medan and Little Hope. You know, it, you've got five main characters you make decisions, you do quick time events, you follow the story, characters build certain relationships. And depending on what you choose in certain moments, different things happen. There's branching storylines. Some characters die and some characters live. Now that's me being very top line about the, the story, but those elements are all there in, in, in House of Ashes. But it really does feel like a different direction to particularly the other two games in the, in the Dark Pictures anthology. Um, the first off is obviously the the characters and the setting. You know, the first two games, Man and Madan and Little Hope, you've kind of got these kind of vulnerable people discovering this kind of eerie, unknown thing that's happening to them, and they're all very vulnerable and they're not sure what's going on. And it's it's fearful because uh, of their vulnerability, and, and they you know, and you're kind of you know, if anything comes at them, they they might die because you know they're just ordinary people. Mm. Whereas all these characters that you control, and there's four Americans and one Iraqi, all of them are like battle-hardened soldiers mm. uh, who have got guns and knives and flares and, and everything else. So you're like, well, first off, these people know what they're doing. They can handle themselves in any situation. Yeah. So straight away, you're like, okay, well, it feels a bit different because I'm not worried about these people as much. But then what the game does straight away to kind of counter that Kill is everyone. within minutes of them being underground, it goes... What's that? And you see these creatures. So does this get going there. quicker than the other? It gets going. Uh, so so that, 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 that introduction that I just kind of top-lined in terms of right. the story. That's a lot quicker, that, I'm guessing. That, no, that takes a little bit of, okay. a, of a while. Mick, I know you, you saw the footage that I sent you. There's, there's a fair amount of um, scene setting, and I'll come on to that in a minute. But once you get underground, it's very rapid in terms okay. of it gets... it get, it's This game is not scared to show you what you should be scared of and what, what they're up against in other in in the in man of madonna little hope there's very much sort of like this eerie progression this mysteriousness of what what should i be yeah, scared of little hope things. especially ramps it up very yeah. gradually yeah whereas yeah. this one's like no there's there's stuff down here and it's mm -hmm. gonna hurt you you need to get you know you're gonna need everything you've got not just these guns to kind of help help you out um and that instantly makes you go, okay, it doesn't matter how good, how well drilled these soldiers are, this is a this is a foe that, that, that that's gonna challenge them. So straight so, away it's a different go go. Don't answer specifics on this, but do they because I've seen enough of clips and, and bits and pieces of the foe you're referring to, which we mm -hmm. won't you know, don't have to go into at all. No. Do they explain that foe successfully to you? <sighs> Because I, yes. that's one thing with yes. these games so, that all, I get, I get it, mystery, blah blah blah. But you know, I, I was, I, I found this part of the review really hard to write without spoiling. Yes, other games in the series, but so the way the way I put it in the review, the way I was, the way I was, they definitely do explain it, and I think the reason why it's it's a little bit more successful in that in that sense than what's gone before, is that it literally shows you what it is, and then. You kind of learn more about it as you as you go in the story. It's not trying to trick you. It's not trying to surprise you and make you think it's one thing, and then go at the end and go, ah, it was this all along. It's none of that. 
you just find out more of what's going on and piecing it together. But the thing you saw in the first five minutes of being underground is still the thing you see at the end. And yes, I will say, I did say it in the, in the review, this feels more like a Hollywood blockbuster type story okay. than there may be a, like a, a story, like a book being told, like being narrated. Um, you know, this, this has got, you know, the, 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 the setting, the, the characters and everything, mm. it's clearly been influenced and it's clearly got whiffs of things like Aliens and Predator. Um, and it very much feels like a high-octane, triple-A Hollywood blockbuster. And even the ending of the story, you could go, I could see like, I could see that being a, a film. And I could, and whether you like that or whether you like a story that really makes you think, mm. but, but, you know, there's very much that vibe, which is very different to how you're after feeling at the end of... yes. Man of Madonna, Little Hope. So, but it works with the fact that you've got those types of characters. I think if you had yeah. this very pensive, you know, questioning. I like, I like ending, the pensive, and you went straight. To yeah, it. I like that. That was a nice little beard strike. But if you had that at the end of a of a game that's all about, you know, guns and bravado yeah. and yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, hurrah, kind of thing with marines. So, it's, it, it would, it would clash. So it actually works really well. So in, in terms in, of of that tension then and the tension and release yeah. of these games the question i have for you right and i know you'll be able to answer this because i guarantee you played this many times through what's the best way to play these games now right because they have they've been adding co-op so that you can do like the shared mm. story and you know yeah. all that i don't know if that's the right way to play these games i know they're so, really uh, hot uh, on I... doing it but i feel like playing it for the if i'm to start this game tonight should i play it co-op with you or should i just shut the world out and play it alone so my 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 I have yeah I have very strong opinions on this. So there's there's two um, I guess multiplayer modes that have always existed in these games. Yes. One is shared story, which means you know there's movie night where you literally pass the controller. You can have up to five people and you can assume mm. each of the characters and you control their decisions and their actions, right? So it goes so and so is on screen now. You pass the controller to that person. <clears throat> I would say if you're playing it for the first time, you either play it on your own or you play it in movie night so that you go in blind. There's no point in playing it in movie night if you know what's coming because you you can that person in the room that spoils the fun and you're not going to be surprised mm -hmm. when everyone else is. So if you're going to play it with other people, play it in movie night first. Mm -hmm. If you're not going to play it with other people, play it solo. I personally don't think playing shared story, where just for people that don't know, shared story is it's an online co-op where one of you sees one half of the story, the other person sees the other half, and only if two characters are both on the screen at the same time might you see the same thing. Yeah. So. You could miss big chunks of what's going on because if two people are doing something at the same time, you only see your perspective. So you don't necessarily see yeah. what the other one's doing. So if you play that for the first time, you're going to have more questions than answers. Whereas at least right. if you play it solo, you hit, you see all, you see all the bits that you're intended to see yes. yourself first. But then, but definitely play shared story because then you see because the bit thing about shared story is there are certain parts of the story where there are two characters working together to achieve something and you can only ever control it from one character's perspective so the shared story shows you it from maybe there's different quick time events from another character's perspective or you know so you're completing the bits that you're just seeing on screen rather than than that so definitely should do that and and, and fill in some some extra gaps but um definitely that's the way i would always okay. play oh, it and the way that. i always advise people um the one I guess question everyone always asks about um 
these games is well, how, how to keep everyone alive, isn't it? Well, it's well, it's very very much how to keep everyone alive. And if you want to find out how to keep everyone alive on uh, House of Ashes, there's an excellent guide written by yours truly yeah. on GodIsTheGeek.com. So hit that one up. E- even if you don't want to know, even if you don't want to know, can you click it anyway? Because he took yeah, like, just click a lot it, of work. You know, so he, you know, just listen. click it and get your, all your family members to click yeah, it. <laughs> exactly, and, and then just go back and revisit it every day. Um, is um, every day the question that people ask though generally is you know how linear is it how bushes? much of the branching oh. narrative is it like so do your choices actually make a difference to the the story like is it vastly different or is it just i think they have know, been for a while though haven't they i don't i think no yeah but in, in the, this particular game versus the other ones it's what people want to know like it, you know what, okay. what type of story i'm okay. gonna get now with this one with this story and the reason it tells a story and doesn't try to trick you, and it, 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 ha- it therefore has key beats that it has to tell because it's got literally, you know, it's it's building something, and it's the same with all the games. But yeah, this one in particular, it has to end in a certain way. It obviously starts as so there's key things in the middle that have to happen, mm-hmm. and so there has to be certain characters alive because they have to do things later on. And okay. so there, definitely, from all the playthroughs I've played, despite being an absolute, you know, asshole or trying to miss all the QTEs, trying to kill people. Yeah, like it's harder, like because you need those people later. But you can definitely lose people, and things you do early definitely affect whether people stay alive or anything later on. Um, and it's interesting. It's only um, when I was playing it through again um, to keep everyone alive for that guide on GodisAgeek.com um, for a third or so time. I was actually thinking, there's not actually that much variety. There's a bit of variety. <laughs> there's a bit of variety in the in the cutscenes and things. But it was when I played it together for the third time, going, right, keep everyone alive. This is going to be great. And I, I did. And I saw so much stuff that I hadn't seen in my other two playthroughs. And I was like, actually, this is really clever. Um, I'm and great, it, it, me. <laughs> I, I'm, I mean, I'm fantastic. I've written, you know, I've got, but the, 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 I guess the point is that that guide, again, not to keep going on about that guy, but it's quite involved <laughs> in, in terms of how to do it or the, the way I did it. And that's because there's lots of puts and takes that you can either experience or you, you don't with, with, with the game. Um, and yes, normally it's all about avoiding death, but there's actually, in, in, in this game, one character, there's actually three different ways to keep them alive, which I don't think I've ever seen. You're normally keeping someone alive is just not making them die. Yeah. Whereas in, in this um, in this game, there's like three different ways to, 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 to you know, keep them alive. Yeah. So that's really interesting. I've not sort of seen that before. So... It does look like it's trying new things. There's not, I will say, not like entire chapters if you, you know, of new stuff, like if you choose certain directions. But mm-hmm. to be honest, I wouldn't want entire chapters that are just fluff and, and additional stuff that aren't from the main beats just because I chose a certain thing. I want things that are going to matter. So, mm. yeah, it it is it, it it's a good it's a good entry in the series. I gave it an eight point five. You know, the the I did say in my review in terms of the cons like i said the the ending variety is a little bit lacking but the bits that happen before the very end are can be very different but that might upset some people and it's also a different type of horror yeah. you know it's coming always comes out near halloween i think a lot yeah, of people they've got it they've got a, a I've got a thing there yeah but i think a lot of people <clears throat> might look to this as like a almost spooky game and it's 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 not that at all it's it's not like little well, hyper man of badan this is the first one that's interested me. Yeah, it's, it's very much sort of like I say, like, like predator aliens type. Yeah. I think I bought Until Dawn once before it was on PS Plus. So when I think it was in a sale or something. I thought looks interesting because I I don't do horror, 
but I like, you know, I do the slasher films and things like that. I do that sort of horror, yeah. that popcorn-y horror. So yeah. I downloaded Until Dawn and I played about, I don't know, a couple of hours, got bored a bit and didn't, you know, and I didn't really <laughs> enjoy it. Box quote. And then like, <clears throat> my, <laughs> yeah, hey, Fraser. Got, <laughs> and also, also got a bit scared. And yeah, then that's the real I, truth of it. And then, oh well, <clears throat> I'm not good with horror games. I can't play in isolation and things like that. But, but I, I, and but Man of Medan and Little Hope generally just really look a bit boring. Like I, I you know, watch trailers <laughs> and I thought, and, and to be honest, they didn't look. But lack of guns for you. Yeah, exactly. But real then lack of because. Guns. But House of Ashes is, you know, it's got guns. that aliens vibe. Got it's got it. that, yeah, guys with guns going down dark corridors with whatever. People and that, fucking I, in corridors. And I thought, well, I don't know if anyone fucks in corridors, <laughs> but you know, they probably no. get fucked in corridors. Yeah, in a different way. You know, so, you know like I could there play, is, I I will say there is a massive gun in this game as well. A massive a gun, massive hey? gun, a real big gun. <laughs> then that's that's what massive. I'm already hooked. See, so now I now and a woman and a woman can get hold of this massive gun as well. Really, I think, I think we should uh, everywhere. I, yeah, I think we should talk about <clears throat> something else. Um, okay. <laughs> we're going to get excited now. But, so. No, no, and that's why we need to stop instantly. Um, <laughs> I'm going to ask where she puts the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, our video games, Christopher Hyde. Um, I, I, I don't often joke as if I don't know what you've been playing. I feel. Well, I was going to say partially responsible. Entirely responsible. Yeah, this is entirely yours was, and Mitt's yeah. fault, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. so I, um, I've been playing a little bit, read a lot, far too much of my time this week on New World, mm. um, which I, I'm completely blaming Adam and Mitt's fault for because they, they got me into it. They said, this will be fun. We'll all go on. We'll start together. We'll all, we'll all start playing and it'll be great. And it's it's the don't, don't blame me. Blame I'm Jake Tucker and me. Mick sort of he told me this was here, great, and I played you. it. It's, it's his fault, not mine. He got me so, to play it, and then I got you to play it. I'm not the. I didn't start this. <laughs> no, but you you were an accessory, and you're the reason that I got hooked. Like I say, anyway, partially responsible. So, so we started playing. It's it's so it's for people that don't know. It's like it's um, new fancy MMO from Amazon. Um, which so, instantly, which I would say, by the way, instantly when people hear the Amazon part, I think they go, mm. yeah, but uh, yeah, and I will say, don't because yeah. actually, yeah. this this is great. Well, maybe do, people maybe don't play it. That. Well, well, yeah, okay, that. don't play it because you won't play anything else, and then um, <laughs> they've people... forgotten that crucible, though, have they? People, they that Amazon, yeah, and that, yeah. I've seen yeah. that bit on the Reddit. For, I mean, yeah, that's how appearing. deep I am. I'm into the Reddit of this game as mm. well now, and like, I noticed a lot of people said, "Don't worry, um, they're not going to fix it in a couple of months. It won't even be out." And you're like, "Ah, oh, no, don't, don't," because I like this game for a change, like mm. a lot. Please, um, it's an MMO, right? Yes, but. And I think this is why I tried it because a lot of time was even with Final Fantasy. Ooh, hang on a minute, fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. I I I have tried that and I liked it. I'm not prepared to pay a monthly subscription for a game. I don't have time for any. There's no game I play enough of on a monthly basis. I would pay for. This isn't Netflix, mm. where it feels like a kind of like you know like something you should have. I would not play it enough. So because of that, I don't start them. There's no point. There's no point me trying an MMO. It could be great. doesn't matter. I'm not going to play it. This is one and done. You pay for it like a video game and it's yours. And that made me go, well, if it's good, I can just play it whenever I want. Which I have done. <laughs> Quite a lot. Not as much Love as you them. know, Chris. No. 
No, not not as much as me. Which it's is it's interesting though because I remember I played played the first couple of hours with the three of us. Yes, and I really didn't like it after that first couple of hours <laughs> because basically what happens is you 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 um you start the game in one of the starter areas of the map. The map's massive and it's split up into about eight eight ten areas something like that. I don't know. I haven't counted, but some of them they're high level areas that you won't go into the to the late game. But there's I don't know three or four starting areas that you could start the game in, and there's a fair, there's a few tutorials before you get into the game proper. And I didn't realise this, but I started, and Mick and Adam started in the same area, and then there's me, what may as well have been seventy five kilometres away, on my own, not knowing what I'm doing. Adam and Mick on the chat. Where you started? Adam and Adam and Mick having a great old time together, enjoying the game together. Going, oh, it's good. What are you doing? And me just putting around on my own, not having a Scooby Doo. So so it is random. It is random where you start. Oh, I think it is. I think characters. Yeah, I know. Started in the same place. I I, I was shocked as you. It must be. It must be random because yeah, because you were like, why are you there? You were like, and I'm like, I I don't don't know. I've just started. I've played less of this than you. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm near a ship. Um, So I didn't, I came off of it and I was like, I don't know if I like this. Because it's Yeah, by the time we finished that session, I just reached you. Yeah, there was, and there's a lot to take in at the start. Like, because obviously there's lots to it. There's lots to any sort of MMO. It's like, okay, there's a lot to learn. Um, fine. This, I didn't, okay. This compared to a lot of them, though. That I didn't find. But I, I, no. I guess I haven't got that background. So yeah, yeah, me, yeah, like, I mean, I've played of, yeah. most of. I say most, yes. all the MMOs. I've played most of the MMOs of the last ten years. You go well back before that. But yeah, I, I, for, I, for this, so yeah, probably because you haven't got that to compare it. To, yeah, this is no, a lot yeah, more accessible for. Like there's loads going on, but compare this to something like Final Fantasy XIV or oh Jesus, or the Elder starts. Scrolls. Drop into the Elder Scrolls now as a new player with no idea yeah. about that world, and you just like, what the fuck do I do? Because there's yep. there's quests everywhere, and it's taking to different locations right away. And whereas New World, I felt was very not streamlined, but it's a lot more. Well, it, beginner it, it helps friendly. that it starts quickly, mm. and I'll be honest with you, I think the combat's good. And that's yeah. a major, major thing for me. Like the combat straight away feels like yeah. an action adventure game. Now it's not as yeah. tight as like a soul, no. but it no. is a game where I've seen people discuss the fact that enemies can um, break your attack when they attack you first because it staggers you out of your attack. And that's the sort of thing. Like it's not, it's not. I guess most MM, not all. Before anyone gets upset, but. <laughs> A lot of MMOs have kind of got the more Diablo-style combat. Like, you hold down a button to just attack, and then you you press your hotkeys to blah, blah, blah. This feels more measured. Like, I, I know Chris plays as a healer, so it's more ranged. I've... So, so each each weapon has a mastery level as well, as well as your main everything. Everything's got a level, whether it's wood cutting. Everything in this game has a level, and everything has a purpose for leveling up. So you do it does end up grinding the game. So if you don't like grinding, just back away now. We well, um, play MMOs if you don't like grinding. Well, also that true. That's fair comment as well. Um, but the combat instantly feels malleable to me in that, like I, I for example, I keep forgetting I can block. I keep doing that. Like, yeah. I can block because I'm yeah. so used to this style of MMO being where you just hit the attack button over and over again, and then you you do this skill and that skill. Whereas what I've actually found is now I've I've progressed down a lot of the paths of a lot of the weapons. I've ended up being like a, an axe wielder mainly, right? Um, and what I've found is that 
by using the skill tree, I can now... I've got a move where I sort of pull them in, which you might have just seen in the video, which now I've buffed with a spin attack. So it does, it does a pull in, then a spin attack, and then I press my Q, which is my like massive over-the-shoulder over the sort of swipe. Then I go into my normal attacks. And then you block and blah, blah, blah. And then they're dead most of the time if you're, if you're playing. And, and, and like that... Just that, that just that small example, I think, yes, I, I don't think that a lot of the other MMO stuff is particularly new or unique, right? But I think when you throw in the combat that feels like a, oh, I will get shit for this, but it feels like proper video game combat, right? <laughs> it doesn't feel like MMO combat. Like, you can get a gun in this, and I've just started using the gun, and you have to aim down sights. Not, not, um, it's third person, so not like... You know, first person. And same with a bow. You have to draw the bow and, and let go of it. And there's skills around that. Mm. You know, you get a skill with the bow where you can jump back firing three arrows out oh, you. I like, love that. You can do area of effect stuff like fire a rain of arrows. It's got all of that. Mm. But it feels I, I, part of combat. Yeah, I, I think from a combat point of view, because like I say, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a healer, so I've got a staff, so I'm ranged anyway. And what I've noticed because I'm ranged is I notice a lot more... Like the there's there's a lot of distinct enemy attack patterns, which again, if you learn what their tells are, because they sidestep, they they have like like you say yes. they have like stagger moves that have got like wind ups and and like there's like this like visual effect that that shows they're doing it and there's the, all that sort of stuff. You go, I know what you're going to do, so now I can kind of figure out what I want to do to to combat it. And that's where again, it's li I hate always comparing things to souls, but those kind of things where it's not just you could just slash away, but if you want to beat something that's maybe a bit higher level than, than than you, you can do that if you've kind of learned its its move sets and you you know because there's a dodge button which I again keep forgetting to use, um, and like you say blocks and things and your your skill trees and different weapon masters that you can get as well. So it does feel like for there's a lot to the the combat and to like I say to tailor what how you want to play it um because of how many weapons and skills and stuff that there there are so I, I really like the combat i wish i'd say that's the reason why i've been playing it for god knows yeah how there's many no hours. way yeah. yeah um it's not it's the it's mixed grinding but uh, not that kind of grinding but it's weird because we can kind of drag this all into one conversation is that i, I said this to you chris off podcast mick you sent me a message about um age of empires which we, we can you know we can bring into this discussion and you said about how there's something about it it just is like a chill game for you Mm. that's what this is for me like i don't feel under any pressure in new world like i just feel like i could like so the footage people have been seeing i just realized i actually haven't got any footage of where we are in the game the only footage i've got is from early in the game so i just went and played 20 minutes and i kind of realized i caught a fish i chopped some trees down i leveled up some stuff i did a bit of combat i kind of did everything and one of the things a lot of people have been asking for is mounts in this game right mm. And yeah. I get that because it's a vast world. It is a big world to travel between. And, and fast travel is fairly limited in that it only lets you do it if you're X place to Y place and if you've got enough of this yeah. currency. Um, but I do kind of get why they haven't put mounts in because oftentimes what you'll find people doing is just outside of the outskirts of a landmark, they're smashing down trees. It's grinding. They are grinding the woodcutting level you know you've, you've and i tell you what people have always talked in the past about a podcast game that they put a podcast on like world of warcraft is the one for that i've been doing this like when i've not been playing with you chris um i was like listening to some some football podcasts and just 
listening to a podcast and turned the game audio down a bit and I was just playing away. And I realised that it was the same when we were playing together. I had some music on Spotify in the background. I was like, this is this is a chill game. Like, there's no... And, and I don't know if I would play it as much if it required me to pay £15 a month. Um, I think I'd fall off very quickly. But that one and done aspect makes a big difference for me. There's always something that puts me off with the MMOs, which yes. I'm, and I'm not by any means saying again before it upsets people that New World is in any way perfect. The perfect I'm MMO, definitely not. But like, <clears throat> like I say, Final Fantasy fourteen, I've always found, and it's better now. Yeah. But again, I don't want to. I don't want to pay a subscription for a game I'm going to play a couple of hours of a month if I'm lucky enough to sit down and play it. And <clears throat> it's really very dense. Like it's such an yes. old game now. The same as like the Elder Scrolls. And I'm, I don't know what it is about the Elder Scrolls because I love Skyrim. I love that universe. I cannot get into the Elder Scrolls Online. I've tried multiple times to get into it. And I don't know if what puts me off is the fact that the combat in it is fucking boring. It's boring combat in in the Elder Scrolls, and that's New World kind of straddles a line between the flashiness of like Final Fantasy fourteen and to an extent Black Desert, where you are kind of just holding down buttons and occasionally spamming a special, and it's all big lights and you don't know what the fuck's going on until everything's dead. And then it, it, you've also got the other end of that, which is Skyrim, where which is, sorry, the Elder Scrolls, the combat is just Skyrim, where you've got something mm. in that hand, something in that hand, and you fire a spell, or you hack your sword, or you raise your shield. And it's all a bit, we've done that, we've been doing it for, what, 10 years since Skyrim launched. Yes. So New yeah. World kind of slots right in between those, where you are in direct control of what you're doing, you have got the flashy moves, but you also, like you said, we mentioned souls, and it's not anything. No, 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 near no. It's as just, nuanced. It's, no, no. But at least you do have to raise your shield at the right time. You do have to dodge. You do have to. Like, you know, the difference to... between playing it on my own <clears throat> and having Chris stood there as a healer, I don't have to think about healing. I can mm. wail on most enemies. Uh, there are points when you get a little bit mobbed, and you're like, "Hang on, I need a breather," because even his healing can't help me here. But generally speaking. I, 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 you know, I, I really like this game, um, Mick. And I love the fact that PvP is off. It's optional. Oh, I mean, no, I love that. Yeah, yeah. The Elder Scrolls that. does that as well. You don't have to play PvP in Elder Scrolls, but like Black Desert, I love Black Desert. But you get to a certain level in Black yeah. Desert where PvP, same as Warcraft. I used to play Warcraft for for countless hours years ago when I was younger. I, I played Warcraft for thousands. Too much. Hours. Yeah, way too much. And that was the like, obviously. The first, I don't know, few hundred hours, I guess, where you, when you, you hit the, the highest level, and then everywhere you go, you're just being constantly griefed and ganked by yeah, the players. Yeah, it's just not and fun for me. I mean, you know, after a while, another few hundred hours, you're in a position where you think, right, try try me. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's different then because you know what you're doing. Yeah, but you what you don't want is level. when you're just trying to level up your bloody wood That's cutting. the thing. See, yeah. someone New World, you I down. just feel like... That's it. For New World, I feel like I'm just going to go and chop some trees down. I, I want to go it's and made it a more helpful community. What I like as well. is at any point, mm. you, if you want to, you can engage someone, and they if they agree to engage you, that's cool. So if yeah. you decide, if you're suddenly feeling like a bit of an asshole, go for it. And if people want to do that at whatever level, they can. I've seen people at really low level yeah. go at, at each other. That's fine. I, I do feel that that whole thing, the fact that it is PvP, is. Um, you you just press U on your keyboard and it will flag you for PvP. Mm. It's that simple, which I've never pressed and probably never will. But I love the fact that I feel that's made the community. Listen, they've got problems. Like I don't know if you any of you have seen like any of the fishing bots. Like mm. it's like a there's a swarm of people. <laughs> yeah, they, so many people that you can't. Those out yeah, well they've done it. They've deliberately <laughs> done that so you can't report them because you can't mm. focus on a single person to get the menu up to report them. Um, 
it's like in MMO, there's problems. I feel it's launched in a good state, and I feel like it's brought that that non-forced PvP has given like the amount of times I've played solo and someone else has been in the area and just been healing me. And it's like, yeah. oh my god, this is this is what it sh- an MMO should be like. Somebody I always like, heal people that I that's see. That's what I mean. And then yeah. you end up going. People give you stuff. Oh, people yeah. will just randomly drop bundles of things. But then you feel like, like oh, actually, and... I might hang around with him for a little bit and just see what he's up to. And and like I've seen enemies. I've seen lower. I'm not like massively leveled. I'm like level 21 or 22. But I've seen like lo- level 12 people. Yes, don't Chris. I know you're probably higher than that now. But I've seen level like 15 people fighting a level 17 wolf and gone. Okay, yeah, mate. Because I'm going to come in there and give him a bit of the axe, and yeah, we should also talk about. Like I said, I mentioned um, Age of Empires Four. We shouldn't, we shouldn't finish this podcast so to speak without talking about that because that's a PC exclusive. It's a Microsoft game. Um, the review's gone up as we speak today. I've completely forgotten what score you gave it. I want to say a nine. It was a nine. It was a yeah. nine. Um, would I like this game, Mick? What what kind of RTS are we talking? We're talking. It's just it's Age of Empires. Like, and I know that sounds like really. Okay, so Age of Empires. Hang is... on, let's have a go at Adam for not having played a game in a popular series because I've played Age of Empires before. So I just, that's it. That's that's all I want to say. I've you, played uh, Age of Empires. You enjoy Mass Effect, Christopher? I feel like I've played enough Mass Effect, even though I've only watched about a hundred hours of Mass Effect. You could probably you quote something at me, and I'd know I, it. I just, I'm just sorry, Mick. We, I won't forget. I am amazed the stones of this guy to suddenly start picking on me for one series I haven't played. That's only because pull out every a, a time paper like this, a toilet every, roll's length. That's because every time as long as he hasn't played a game, I was like, right, well, I've played Age of Empires and it's bloody good and you're missing out and you should play it. Right, move on, Mick. Come fine, on. okay. Professionalism. Fine. I might. It's on Game Pass. Okay, I'll move on. I'm not sure why uh, a grown man hasn't played all the Mass Effect games yet. Thank you. It's just That just seems bizarre to me. I feel like I have now. Yeah, to be fair, I can't. <laughs> I really now. feel like I have. It's fair enough. I don't think I've ever played a Metal Gear Solid since the second one, so I get, I get that. No, I was going to say another series then, but I'm going to leave Chris alone. <laughs> There's Age of Empires footage on the screen, so it just doesn't make sense at the moment. I mean, okay, so Age of Empires is—it's hard to really describe it now because the last one was years ago. The last mm-hmm. actual Age of Empires release what was, was years the one ago. they remastered recently, though. There's uh, Age of Empires three. Oh, they, that's what they've been going through them, haven't they? And then yeah, yeah, they did because so, yeah, I, I, I reviewed it, and it was good. It was good to go back and play Age of Empires three with it. it had the you know the new graphics, or you could switch to the old, nice. so the gameplay was still the same. Oh, and it did fun. feel kind of it did feel kind of not old, but I mean, I think Age of Empires three was like two thousand five, if I remember from. But this what looks I like up. another one of those games. I I can't I can't fit any more of these into my life. Yeah, this no, is it. I mean, it's, it's for it's me. A, yeah, it's a big, long, slow, plodding game in general but like age of empires has always been about conquest and less about sort of diplomacy less about the global economies and things like that some of like sydney civilization even is probably more in depth than age of empires mm. um but like oh, is it like that said, is, 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 it is age of empires like civ of yes yeah, it's, it's oh. a civ sim but it's it's more it's more of an RTS. It is more, but it is more focused on build up a strong enough force, defeat the opponent. Mm-hmm. Like there's not, it's not like um, what's the one I played? I reviewed a little while ago. Um, Planet. I can't remember. No, the Kings. The Kings Bounty. No, that was Chris. No, I can't remember. Total War. You do anything? No, War? it's gonna really bug me that I can't remember it. Oh, but it um, was... oh, I know which one you mean. Oh God. Move on. Chris... We'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> But it, but that game, oh, which Jesus. I will, one of us may remember, 
Crusader Kings. Crusader Kings. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I think it was Crusader Kings. That's very much about um, the, the the nation, running the nation, the diplomacy, the skullduggery and all that lot. Age of Empires is very much focused on you start as a nothing little village with sort of wooden huts and such, and then you progress through. It doesn't go all the way through like Sid Meier's games where you get to the Space Age and stuff. This just has four ages. So it starts off in like the Bronze Age start, and then it gets right up to sort of the Imperial Age, which is, I don't know, I guess sort of ancient Rome sort of where they've got aqueducts and things. It's a little bit more advanced. But it's... They're very... It's not as much of a chill game. Like, age, like I find... RTS games and civilization games and, and sort of city builders or world builders, I find those really relaxing generally. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just and I always think I don't really fancy that. And then I play it for a couple of hours and I'm in and, I'm, and that's mm. it. And it's near near enough all of them. Like even talking like little ones like they are billions and things where I just oh, yeah. like that's, mm. you know, I just got hooked and I was like, I love this. And Age of Empires is the same, but I haven't played uh, an Age of Empires game properly. Like I said, I reviewed uh, the remake of three which was kind of just like, I'm just playing three with better graphics. So I didn't play it for long after the review was done. I played like a fair chunk of it. But after that, I was like, I moved on because I've done it. I I played it when it came out years ago, when it was new. And so it's been a while. So to ask, like, what kind of game Age of Empires is, it's exactly that. Like, they do. And I said it in the review. There's an element to this game where you feel like they've just gone, fucking Age of Empires, isn't it? So I mean, like, do, do you know what I mean, though? Like, yeah. Do you know what you know what I mean? Like, if someone makes a comeback, if some big comedian has been off stage for ten years, makes a comeback, or a singer, and they yeah. come on and just do their thing, and everyone goes, "That's what we paid to see." That's exactly yeah. it. Like, since Age of Empires three, there have been so many tiny little and big gaping innovations. Like between, I mean. The number of, of RTS and city builds and Civ games over the last 10 years is phenomenal. Like you don't realise how I many there are until you start thinking. And you have got things like Stronghold and Crusader Kings and, and things like that that are very different. But they've all taken this stuff that not Age of Empires wasn't the first, but it was the first one where it was just like this is about building your nation to be the most powerful nation and then wiping everybody out. It's mm-hmm. not like um it's not like it's no there's no diplomacy in it you know you're not it's not about going and, and sending people peace treaties and offer it's just about getting a big army and then fucking everybody up and like and it's always been that way even age of mythology was like that mm. um so it's that sort of game so as a result it's kind of not as relaxing because there's always a threat of invasion you're always a threat like constantly you're being attacked by something um, especially if you're playing skirmish and you've got a couple of enemy nations going on and you're playing it on like the standard difficulty, you're constantly going to be on the back foot. You can't produce units sometimes fast enough. There's a lot of strategy and a lot of tactics involved. And you've got to, you've got to try and think ahead. So it's not like a tr- traditional, I say traditional, Age of Empires. It's not like one where you've got to have it, like you've got a research tree. It's like, right, I'll research that. Then I'll research that. Then I'll research that. It's a bit different to that. Like once you've built everything that you need to build and you reach a certain point, you progress to the next like era, and then you start doing it again, and then you progress to the next era. And unlike a lot of them, it's not just a game where they go, right, here's a nation, now build. This has got missions, so there's four campaigns, and the campaigns each have set missions with set objectives. 
right. conquered, you know, like if you're the Mongols, you've got to take out and get over the Great Wall into China and invade them. Mm-hmm. If you're the, if you play as the, the Rus in Moscow, you start off as Moscow is just like a little village and you've got to build it up into the great nation that it is to withstand the Mongols. Um, one of them, the Hundred Years War is all about Joan of Arc and it tells the story of Joan of Arc. Um, An Age of Empires sort of prides itself on that. It's very much not like Age of Mythology is a very separate thing. Age of Empires is not, mm. you know, you're not suddenly going from a little town into because I played like Humankind. I don't know if either That's of you guys one. played Humankind yeah. this year. Humankind is the weirdest fucking RTS or, or city builder ever. It was really good, but the way that, that... was the Sega one, right? Yeah, yeah. So and what you're describing whole... here is why I haven't played Age of Empires. There's a lot of these games now. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And and like Humankind didn't did stuff that was so different in terms of like how you build your because you just start off as whatever and then you just progress into whatever. Like you start but off as the that Incas. Looked, that one looked very dense to me. That yeah, because yeah. you start off as like Incas and then you can just advance into being the British Empire and then you can just advance into being like India or, or wherever and you take all these and you keep certain traits and certain things mm. from the nation you were before and you come up out with some stuff that's really unique but like the weirdest thing about that is you can look at your nation in humankind and you're all in um like Roman villa type buildings and then you go into the next country and they're in skyscrapers with mm. like re- yeah, it's really modern they've still got like horse and carts on the streets if you zoom in and stuff very bizarre game but it was it did what a lot of these games do which is innovate it went well everyone does that so let's just do this and some of it works and some of it doesn't age of empires 4 kind of just went we don't need to do any of that because because i'm age of empires Empires, Mm -hmm. right so but it works because you like i missed how how not simple because i don't want to to no but i know what you mean but how straightforward it is yeah. to be playing an Age of Empires game again and, and not wonder like what happens if I do this or what's gonna like just know I'm gonna I'm gonna advance to that and then I'm gonna advance to this, then I'm gonna, you know, build one of these, then I'm gonna make this many soldiers, then I'm gonna go over that board and wipe out that town, then I'm gonna go and do the same to the next one and the next one until the map's mm. mine. And it gives you objectives. You know, you've got objectives like, you know, build so many archery like archery tra- training um mm facilities and things like that but all in all like most of the objectives are build up a strong enough force to take out this village build up a strong enough force to wipe like the mongols in it mm-hmm. so it's, it's a standard strategy game in that you've got wood food gold stone they're your resources that's it go and get your resources so you start the game with a village you build a lumber yard you build a, a gold mine you build all these things that are near your village and you build a wall around it to protect it and slowly build it into a town and a city and what have you but this game is so. I lost the train of what I was saying then, but it's, it's, it's like. It's because you know what's coming up. You're, you're excited. That's. Yeah, yeah. But, this, <laughs> so, but I guess it's just that, that. Like, yeah, sorry. That's what I was saying. So the way this game is quite clever is that the Mongols, they are more of a warlike people. Like, they're generally. They were generally barbarian people. Mm-hmm. They, you know. Um, so. You're, you even though you can still get resources from killing sheep or chopping down trees, you get resources every time you burn down one of the enemy's buildings. So like the whole the onus is not on sitting in your camp and and fortifying it and building it. Well, it's about taking your army out and just wiping out as many people as many villages as you can. That's how you get stronger. Um, 
so it's cool. It's got some little nuances, but nothing that you would call innovation. It's just very much Age of Empires. And and it, I'll tell you what, it does one cool thing that I'll say before I finish, which is it does these... So it, it tells stories. So it tells a story of Joan of Arc, 100 years of war. It tells a story of uh, the Mongol invasion of China. It tells the stories of the, the rise of Moscow and uh, the Norman conquest of Britain. Now, they're the four campaigns. In between the missions, you get this, like, BBC-style documentary with like it's like real world stuff like it shows you the city of york and it and it's in the streets but then it overlays like the city of york with castles and men fighting and mm. and like it shows you like how they got into york and where the where the defenders were and it's and, it, and this this uh this woman narrates it and she's just really good like she's really clear and concise and it's just like watching something in history class so yeah. if you're not into that sort of thing you'll skip it but if you're into the history of it because they're quite i mean it's got artistic license but they're quite close to this mm. is what happened this is mm. if you like that sort of thing it's really cool to just sit i mean i, I ended up sitting there just watching them tell me about the norman conquest of great britain i did the same again with with the 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 invasion of china so it does do some cool stuff yeah but yeah it's, it's age of empires and if you like that sort of thing you'll no, like that's, it yeah. that's fair enough that's a podcast for this week though um chris and mick thank you very much for being here thank you thanks for having me and um if you enjoyed this podcast give us a thumbs up uh if you're just listening give us a review on itunes if you're watching we'd appreciate your subscription and hitting that bell button so you never miss another video it's gonna be a busy week there's a video scheduled for every day this week so far apart from friday and who knows it's early doors yet that may very well, we'll change find well. something yeah we'll, we'll find, find something. something for you um well i mean maybe we you know there's another podcast to do this week at some point so thank you very much for being here go to patreon.com slash god is geek to find out more or just go to god is a geek.com and click some stuff on there and read our reviews we love it we appreciate it thank you for watching listening reading just everything really thanks for your support and we will see you next week or maybe sooner who knows whenever you choose to listen bye bye for now <laughs>